The following production is part of the We Be Geeks podcast collective. This podcast is brought to you in part by the Pop Insider. The Pop Insider has all the latest in news, merch reviews, and other geeky goodness. Whether you're a wizard, a Sith Lord, or a superhero, fuel your fandom at thepopinsider.com. You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. This podcast is part of the Red 5 Network. For more Red 5 Network podcasts, visit red5network.com. Microphones and headphones provided by CAD Audio. CAD Audio, expression through innovation. Produced with podcasting gear from Tascam. Trust your audio to Tascam. Sound thinking. So after recording the episode you're about to hear, I realized um, you don't hear my mic track at all until the very end. I had some mic issues. Uh, This is Mike, by the way, (laughs) having mic issues during this episode. So you uh, left the episode because a lot of great content, especially from James, the pop insider. But just be aware. um, No, you're not. It's not a show not having me. I partook. Just didn't capture my voice. Um, So enjoy the show otherwise, and uh, we shall chat with you next week. Here's the episode. So, well, uh, thank you, James, for coming on. I was blessed. Absolutely. Yeah, Yeah, by the next time I'm on, we're going to have who knows how many weeks more of Mando Monday stuff for (laughs) people to spend their Imperial credits on or U.S. currency whatever they have, um, there's going to be a lot. Um, and then, uh, you know, we'll certainly have some new episodes to talk about too. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Well, thank you again for, for joining us. And, uh, until next time, back at the above ground, underwater suborbital volcano lair. <laughs> Oops. Get the no. evacuation code signal. There we go. I can hold it. Pull up! No, I'm all right. I have placed information vital to the survival of the rebellion into the memory systems of this R2 unit. I've lost R2. Welcome to another episode of Wookiee Radio. It is the Smugglers 3, Ken, Derek, and myself, Mike, and we'll see how long I can stay on without having mic issues. Uh, also joining us is James from the Pop Insider, the Toy Book, and the Toy Hello. Insider. How's everyone doing? Doing good. All right. Okay. Doing pretty good. So we have James on to talk a little Mando Monday, a little bit about the the first episode of season two, uh, chapter nine of The Mandalorian, and also talk a little Star Wars holiday toys and collectibles. Yeah, Mando Monday is ridiculous. Um, We are in the midst of a nine-week special event. For those that aren't aware, every uh, Monday um, preceding the Friday new episodes of The Mandalorian on Disney+, Plus, 
Lucasfilm, Disney, and all of their licensees are unveiling a full bounty of new stuff every every week. And, you know, you think, oh, it's going to be heavy on the child. And that's true. But uh, there have been some interesting things that have coming out. Um, pretty much every character thus far is represented, um, with the exception of uh, there is a new one we'll probably talk about in a little bit from the new episode that I'm sure people are going to want merch on. But uh, this week we saw new action figures, of course, some new stuff from Funko and kind of cool. Totally different. Not a collectible. Huffy has some awesome kids BMX bikes. They've got a child one and they've got a Din Djarin bike. And if if I was like 10 years old, I would totally be rocking those bikes. Yeah, I'm looking at them right here. (laughs) The cool one is the child one with the way they have the child sitting on the handlebars there. It looks like he's kind of sitting there hovering along with you. It's like it's like the. E.T. and Elliot of Star Wars bicycles. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Which has an official which ha- has an official name now. It's the Pram. Yeah. You have to order it online. Actually, you can't. You will never you won't find them in the stores. I'm uh, the new Hasbro stuff, of course, looks fantastic. I'm also a big fan of Mattel's new um, the uh, the real moves plush. They're calling it. Uh, You know, everybody and their brother rushed out of the gate with a different version of the plush based on whatever height they could do. We talked uh, on another show about the slicensing thing where it's like, you know, they they cut and slice the license so that certain companies can do different scales. But what was weird with the child, like right off the bat, is several companies did 11-inch plush, but Mattel is like the 11-inch vinyl head plush or some of the roto head plush. (laughs) Um, But I think it was one of the cutest ones. It was definitely the best-selling. NPD Group said that uh, that version of the child was the number one plush item in the U.S. the first nine months of this year. And then here we are, and they're basically following it up with a sequel – but they've sort of done two. They've got the Real Moves plush, which is also 11-inch, has a revised uh, expression on the face, and then it will follow you around the house, which is adorable, raise its hand. But then they just dropped on Mando Monday here a premium plush that um, is also 11 inches, but it's articulated instead of having the soft body. And it comes with the little satchel that we're seeing in season two. It actually looks like, hang on, let me see if I can get a better picture of this. Uh, no, okay. I could, yeah, it says try me. I think this actually talks or makes noises of some sort also. Yep. Like it's one of the, it's the old school gimmick where you just squeeze the hand, but still. Yep. Feature plush, they call that. They did, and that's uh, actually one of the items that's in the uh, Pop Insider Holiday Gift Guide, and it's in the uh, Toy Insider Holiday Gift Guide. The uh, Hasbro's version is called the the Child Animatronic Plush, um, and makes all the noises, makes all the, the baby sounds and coos you could want. So it always gets a little interesting because, you know, you ride the line between buying stuff for your kids and collecting stuff for yourself and then with so many of these companies making similar items, some of which are the same price, some of which have like a $10 price difference, um, some parents start to feel burned because it's like, oh, man, I ordered this version already. And then two weeks later, Mando Monday comes out and it's like, oh, now they got one that moves. You know, it's so it's it's a weird it's a weird balance. Yeah. And that also that also could lead to easily buying the wrong one for your your your, your child. Or you buy them all. Have you, have you heard of the phenomenon known as the Mamalorians? No, no. So the the Mamalorians is a is a movement of adult women that collect the child merchandise, predominantly the eleven inch plush and similarly scaled. <laughs> And they do essentially what my uh, what my eight and eleven year olds do, and that's they they dress them up, um, and they make full families. So you'll have. Uh, <laughs> You'll have like the baby Yoda, but with eyelashes to denote that it's a female one. So then they'll get different scales and you have mommy, daddy and the kids and they take them on <laughs> outings and adventures. And um, they're actually getting national press. If you Google it, the Mama Lorians. 
And uh, actually, uh, one of my one of my good friends is in a couple Facebook groups with some of these folks, and he alerted me to it a couple months ago, and he invited me to a couple of the groups because he's like, "Hey, they're sharing articles you wrote in in these groups. You should come check it out." So I did, and they're like super nice people, and they're totally into it. And uh, it's just it's fascinating to see an entirely new type of fandom because Star Wars fandom has gone in thousands of different directions over the last 43 years. Um, And now it's got a new one. So it's really kind of cool to see because it's it's invited people into this world that might have ignored it otherwise. It's interesting. This kind of reminds me of um, like the adults who collect like the American Girl dolls or um, Mm -hmm. any of the other ones that like porcelain dolls and all this other stuff now they're doing star wars which is kind of awesome there is a fine line between genius and madness (laughs) and and you know what we we can't not mention that mattel's not done with just the child they just dropped babu frick too so they've got the 11 inch the 11 inch vinyl head talking babu frick which even for folks that didn't care for rise of skywalker babu frick is essentially a universally beloved character at this point and uh people are going to be uh you know snatching that one up too never know it could happen or at least another one of his species see i think we are like 25 years before rise of skywalker that's true but we don't you know i, I, don't haven't, know gone, I haven't i haven't gone full wikipedia on it so i don't know is babu frick you know 50 years older is he 500 i have no idea yeah yeah that's right very interesting now now i'm gonna go down that rabbit hole later this week and, and learn more about babu frick find out where he was hanging out and then we needed to know what he, what he's doing post rise of skywalker you know that there's a lot of it and <laughs> that um well i will tell you this um so my colleague madeline who may or may not be joining us on the show tonight um, she she and I were looking at the first Mando Monday batch that came out and deciding how we were going to cover it, what we were going to cover, because between our three publications, there's like different interest areas and there was just so much of it. And then um, I happened to show my wife because, of course, she works from home now, too. So she she walked by at one point. And I'm like, oh, check this out. And I'm like, look at how much stuff is coming out. She's like, are you sure they didn't just give you like the nine weeks like today? And you're going to like filter this out over. I'm like, no, this is like one day. <laughs> and then, you know, fortunately, Mando Monday part two was not as extreme as part one. But now, too, we we get in these weird situations where there's a few items we know about already that are coming out that I can't tell you about, but we've seen them because especially mm. with how um, everything is virtual right now with like the trade shows, as we've talked about and working in the magazines, we're working some months ahead. Um, we've seen some things that are coming that are awesome. But it's like I and Mike, I think you and I have talked about this not on the air, but like if I were a completist for any of this stuff, I'd be pulling I'd be pulling my hair out Um, because the the retail exclusives, especially where now it's like I got to go to Walmart and Target and GameStop and Best Buy and Amazon and Bob's Discount Furniture and CVS and Walgreens and all these other places, wherever they're going to start popping up um it gets daunting and then you get into that thing too where essentially you piss people off because they can't find what they want and when they can't find what they want then they're you know faced with do i buy it on the secondary market and pay a scalper um my cousin was actually just commenting on that same facebook post we were discussing earlier about how he was looking for the 501st arc troopers that came out a couple months ago and those were sold through Hasbro Pulse. They were fifty bucks. Secondary market right now, they're like one fifty to two hundred. Um, so the retail exclusive thing. Um, and looking at some of this merch now, we could talk a little bit about this because you guys have seen it. So I got a promo box from Hasbro with um, an assortment of the Mando Monday stuff that has been publicly revealed thus far, and it's a it's a mix of stuff that is very much much kid focused like the the dark the dark saber which is awesome um and um that's that's a 29.99 um kids item it, it, it's very cool um 
but then they they put out a second series of those those little figurines that are the really cartoony versions of the child yeah, mission series. Uh, I think? Yes. Uh, no. No. Not mission. No. Fleet. No. It's. Um, I know which one you're talking about. Yeah, because we have a bunch of them downstairs. <laughs> yeah, it's actually it's probably on one of my sheets here in front of me. Um, uh, not battle the bounty. Oh, it's it's the bounty collection, the two point two yes. inch collectibles. Um, so those, and then there's six inch black series. There's six inch black series credits collection. Yes, and is very cool. I mean, it's um, it's the stuff that they've repainted some of the figures to look like the end credit artwork on the show, and then they're on a vintage style card with that style of artwork. But then they also come with an imperial credit, so you know it's a it's a double meaning happening. Um, so that's in there, and some of those are exclusive to different retailers. And then Ugh. on the vintage collection, which is the three point seven five inch, they now have it where you know they're doing that huge crowdfunding effort right now for the Razor Crest. Yeah, that actually, as we're recording, ends uh, in two days on Friday. Yeah, they are making crazy money on that Razor Crest. I mean, they they have blown every stretch goal out of the water to the point where they've actually just made more up when they when they started doing that they only had two stretch goals and then they and then they just started adding more as they went um but one of the first concerns that was brought up by fans was we now are going to have a $400 3.75 inch scale ship and no figures to populate it because the the figures um like say Mando in his in his first appearance uh, before he got his Beskar armor, those were already like out and gone at retail. Most people never even saw them. Um, so now they're they're reissuing those, and they've got the carbonized collection, and then they've got um, I think it's the incinerator trooper is available only at one retailer. Um, that's the type of stuff that actually the uh, the incinerator trooper is only at Walmart. Yeah. Um, and then they now have this one they're calling the the vintage collection build up version of Mando, and that just means you're getting Mando, but he comes with the child and the safe and, or the ice cream maker. And um, a couple other accessories. It's very cool. But, man, when when you talk about all the different retailers involved in this stuff, I, you know, you, you need to put basically like a, one of those serial killer boards on your wall and start connecting <laughs> the lines with the pictures. Yeah, really. Well, well we, we were talking about this a little bit last week with because um, I was saying how I love the look of this brand new um, Black Series Din Djarin and the Child that comes with the pram and all those best um, guard and all that stuff that comes with it. But it was sold out before they even hit the internet. <laughs> the pre-orders were, and it's Target is the, only. Is that is that the sick is that the six inch build-up collection? Um, I'm looking at the Walmart because yeah, they did a target three, site. Yeah, three point seven five and a six inch. So yeah, so that's that's fast. Six inch is gone. I mean, it, it, there's no way to get it as far as I know because it was Wal- or it says check back on release date, but that means as soon as it's released, it'll be gone again. See, that's kind of I I don't I don't actively hunt those down, but the the Mandalorian carbonized edition. I happened to accidentally be in Target on a Sunday morning, and I was walking down the main aisle, and they were dishing them out at the electronics counter. And I, I had no idea. I was like, "Oh, what, you know, what's going on here?" The guy's like, "Oh, we have these limit one per customer," and I'm like, ah, "I'll take one," you know. And I ended up that was the only. Um, I, I ended up getting the the child to go with it, the Black Series child. So I so I've got the carbonized Mandalorian and the Black Series child, and I was just like, oh, those are you know those are just really cool just to have. Um, but uh, you know, with that too, so it's a Sunday morning, and I just happen to accidentally be there. But if somebody was really looking for that, would they have known to come into Target and not go to the toy department because they're basically keeping them in a secured location elsewhere? And I, I yeah, think they're and- trying to keep scalpers from getting the whole case was their deal and i'm guessing they didn't advertise it at all i was not aware of it well that reminds me of um what was it last christmas what was the special release they did right around christmas last year it was i think a new hope collection or something there was something that was um it's target exclusive it was kind of like the way they did the um galaxy's edge stuff this past summer there was something they did last christmas 
but it was um for some reason it was not in the toy aisle at all it was back in the back of the men's clothing section is where they were stocking it oh that was where i first saw the retro collection which were those those okay. single single carded made to look like the old kenner and of course yeah. nobody listening to this can tell but i'm wearing a kenner logo shirt right now um <laughs> you know those were in the men's department and speaking of which flipping back to that too they get that whole mando edition of the retro collection coming out next summer and i think that's fantastic because with those retro figures that they did before and again to a casual fan the difference between the vintage collection and retro collection is pretty bizarre because vintage collection looks like the vintage cards but it's a modern figure and then retro collection looks like the ones we played with from 1978 to 1985 when retro was first announced a couple years ago um what people really wanted were characters that weren't made in like that first run uh, a lot of times they call it like the first 95 um that that were the figures that ran 78 to 85 um now you're actually getting that with with these new mandalorian retro ones is you are getting figures that look like they were designed from the 70s which i i, I get a credit actually super seven with their reaction line they're the ones that really brought back five poa and, yeah. and kind of lit that fire and proved that there was an audience for it i'm just gonna go mando but i i have i would have no idea i will i would guess mando as well could i could i do oh i was gonna say i'll say that my second choice was actually gonna be moff gideon um yeah because mm-hmm. because it, you know that's a dude that from the second he showed up people are like oh i need a figure on that and um there's a vintage collection version too but it's like i look at it and i see this gorgeous photo real vintage collection whatever 16 points of articulation but then i see this basic 5 poa with the old school darth vader vinyl cape i'm like yeah i want that one i want the i want the one that looks like i, I bought it at zare for 295 you know 40 <laughs> years ago i um what about entertainment earth I, that would be that's always my first go-to when um you know you can't find it at your um, big box because a lot of times yeah. you can just buy the whole set from those folks. Well, is Big Bad Toy Store still a thing? Yeah, they always had that yeah. too, where you could get a hold of that, get a hold of it that way. Yep. No. Nope. Well, that's like that. The six inch Black Series one that I was talking about just now. We checked it last week, and um, it was sold out completely for presale on Target. It's already at about 110 to 150 bucks on eBay. You still can't get it yet. <laughs> Which one is that? That's that. Um, the six inch Black Series in Jarn and the Child with all with the, the extras. That is just wacky. Yeah. Well, I understand that because my wife's always been an Ahsoka Tano fan. So it's like any figures we've ever got, I pre-ordered those because the day they come out, they're gone. If you can possibly find it, but they're already at $100 starting on eBay. Mm-hmm. The child is more of a cartoony type of thing. This one, the gameplay is going to be different where uh, you're basically evading bounties. And if you get caught, um, if you get caught, the game is over. Um, there's a there's a way for someone to catch you. And also, if you're playing this version and you are the child, that's your token. You have special powers that the other players don't have. Very so, yeah. interesting. Yeah. So, th- so this one specifically is called Monopoly Star Wars, the Mandalorian edition. And this this one is uh, thirty nine ninety nine. Um, you know what? I think it's in there. I, I thought it was all at one and the same. Um, unless I'm I checking. unless I misread that. There's actually you're yeah, gonna you're no. gonna make me go open that box that showed well, up hang just on. hours before. There is before the Mandalorian I... <laughs> edition for thirty dollars. They have the Mandalorian edition, protect the child. That um looks like it's all pretty much the same. Then for the uh, at the Disney.com or Shop Disney, they have the fifty dollar one that comes with the um Stormtrooper. That looks like it's maybe the only. The one, the fifty dollars one, is the Star Wars Mandalorian Monopoly game limited edition pre order. So I don't okay, know. Okay, so know that's the one with the, the retro, with the retro edition remnant stormtrooper. Yes, 
Yes. The See, other I'm one trying, I'm trying to like keep it in place. What What is cool on this one is, so your tokens are the Mandalorian, Cara Dune, IG-11, and Quill and the Child. For which one? Yeah. On, Both uh, of them have, on the, what, the Mandalorian four, edition. Uh, well, hang on. The Mandalorian Protect the Child edition has the eight tokens. The other one has also eight. Both of them have eight. It looks like the game is the same both ways. As far as I can tell, one has the Stormtrooper. So for 20 bucks more, you can hit the Stormtrooper. And probably better that it's sold exclusively online somewhere because they, they have a bad habit of doing those pack-ins and then people steal them in yeah. the stores. Yeah, oh, yeah this one yeah. looks like right now is Shop Disney. It has the one with the Stormtrooper. Walmart has the twenty the thirty dollar regular protect the child edition. Is that thirty nine ninety nine or twenty nine ninety nine? Twenty nine ninety seven. Okay. It's Walmart, so they have to undercut everybody by a penny or two. Well that's what I was thinking about all these other figures like we can't find the figures anywhere. Wait three months and go to Ollie's and you find them all. <laughs> See and that's the thing. I don't have Ollie's around here. Um I got really excited. I was out in Indiana a month or so ago. It's about four pushing like four hours from where I live here in Illinois and uh they had an Ollie's and I was not able to actually make it over there but yeah i keep hearing these stories and seeing the instagram posts that like oh i found this 20 dollar figure for three dollars you know yeah and last time i was over there um like a month ago i was finding they, they even had they still had um the wrath tar action figure that comes with the um one of the um what is it the guavian death gang trooper yeah that come in with it yeah i they had that sitting on a shelf for like seven bucks Hmm. Sure. Yeah, I don't have sitting there. I don't have that in my, my that store in my area either, so I'm out of luck. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. And Mike and I were actually blood. on the phone talking about that 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 day. Um, I happened to mention because my own daughter had had gotten some as well. I was like, "Oh, you know, if you have a five below, you should check this out." He's like, "I'm about to check out at five below." So, <laughs> Wookie Radio has, not brought to you by Five Below. That's right. But maybe <laughs> t-shirts. If you're not um, a larger size person, they have some awesome t-shirts. But XL is usually the largest size you can find. Yes, fuel your fandom fuel your fandom at the topinsider.com i'll just go into the commercial from the beginning <laughs> i do i do i i've heard about that guy have you ever met that guy he i have like a cool dude sounds like an evil dude no he sounds like a cool dude oh yeah i don't know i thought he maybe sounded a little bit like an ass but you know you never know you can't, you can't tell with these with these uh you know hollywood types they they record these uh voiceovers and stuff shifty people i'll tell you now now be honest how many takes did it take to do that to um, I Not did bad. the um, well, like Mike was just at our holiday play event. Um, the opening video when you come on the virtual platform was me, and I did a couple of the main stage ones too. Um, so yeah, so most most of those I'll do in two. Um, sometimes if there's like a ton of information, like I did one that was ten minutes long, I broke that one up, and I and I re-recorded some specific lines, but. Uh, no, 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 that episode, that's at chapter nine. <laughs> I thought that was awesome that they just continue the story and they just keep on moving. Like it was all one continuous thing. Yeah. Oh, everything. But I love the fact you actually saw a crate dragon. Yeah. Yeah, that was cool. What do you mean? Yeah, that was good. Oh, the fact that. Yeah. Well, that so, wasn't even my idea what? originally that someone else would have Boba's armor. That was actually, I stole that from um, Rebel Force Radio. So I have to give credit where credit's due. Do you know what I actually liked about that? I liked the way they handled um, telling the story of how he got the armor so that if you read the Aftermath books, you'd be like, oh, there you go. And if you hadn't read the Aftermath books, it wouldn't matter. So, so I think for me, well, yeah, because. But for a different reason. Because I heard what he was doing with the armor because I made the mistake of reading a spoiler some months ago um, about Boba's armor being worn by people that weren't Boba Fett and then it's like oh that's pretty obvious kind of where they're going with it um, I think and this ties back to a toy the second he bent over at the waist and shot the rocket from the back oh, I'm like yeah. it's the rocket firing Boba Fett from 1979 that <laughs> never came out yeah. um, because he literally yeah. had to bend forward like a five 
five POA action figure, the way they showed it, it, that is not posture a human being would normally do, especially to shoot a weapon like that. He just yeah, straight yeah. up folded in half and fired that thing. Um, I want to so, know where he gets um, the rockets because he fired that there. Then later on, he's got I the rocket again and he uses it again. Yes. Was he have a stockpile I, of these things or does he I like that. call rockets are us and they just drop a case every so maybe often? They're, yeah, maybe they're really common rockets. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that and then well, the, uh, other the other thing, thing is, is oh good you'd have to worry about your head when the missile fires well i think they wear helmets <laughs> yeah but even so, then you gotta make sure your head's low enough <laughs> there there was a, a, one thing that i thought was particularly interesting is that the armor doesn't quite fit him right he's obviously taller yeah than yeah, if that was and yeah. then um i saw a tweet that kind of summed it up that looked like a, a kid in a boba fett halloween costume and his mom made Made him wear layers <laughs> to go out underneath it. Yeah. Um, yes. And I'm like, yeah, that, that sort of sums it up. But yeah, the the way that the chest plate particularly has a couple inches extra than it than it should on Boba yep. Fett by himself. And it's well, the interesting thing is, it looks like the armor. It looks kind of tight on him, but mm-hmm. you can tell his body shape is much smaller than Jeremy Bullock's was. Yeah. It's obvious that he is that was not Boba Fett. Who? Uh, here's here's a, a trivial one. Who was the guy that played Boba Fett in like the special edition reshoots that looks like Frank Oz? Have you ever seen those photos like where they 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 put when when they film the stupid thing at Jabba's Palace where they put the extended band in and Boba Fett is yeah. standing in the shadows and he's kind of like yeah. hitting on hitting on the space women in the corner. There's behind the scenes photos and that's not Jeremy Bullock. It's some other guy and he straight up looks like Frank Oz. The odd thing is he looks like 70s Frank Oz and that was shot in the 90s. So that's true too. Like that that first guy that wore the Boba Fett armor in the parade in like 78 or something like oh yeah you know, when it was in development. Mm-hmm. Uh, I said wait a minute, I don't remember <laughs> I, I didn't don't recall that, but I'll go back and watch it again. Yeah. There is one thing I noticed about yeah. The Mandalorian that I never noticed before that um, may adjust a little bit about our whole discussion about what is what makes you Mandalorian now is somehow I miss it. We all miss it in the first season when um, The Mandalorian says he was raised by the Mandalorians in the fighting corps. So perhaps the whole idea of this is the way mm-hmm. and all that stuff could be something that has to do with the Mandalorian fighting corps. And there is a whole other oh. sex of the Mandalorian that are not fighters. Yeah, that's... That, that was, I think, I think it was kind of or something here that they mentioned that. I thought that was kind of like assumed because they all have their little coverts or whatever, and the whole thing with the taking the helmets off. But then we've watched the Clone Wars and we've seen yeah. countless Mandos with their with their helmets off. So that you know right. could be. I mean, he, he could be essentially part of an extremist group that you know this is their religion. That's the way they follow it versus you know a different different party of that. So. Um, evolution, that but that is, became. yeah, that is very, very interesting, and I, I hope that they flush that out. Yeah, somehow, like to... I had totally missed that in the first season. Yeah, that says that. I hope so. Yeah. yeah. Well, that and watching him interact with um, Tuscan Raiders, and the Tuscan Raiders can be talked. You can deal yes. with them. Yes, that was cool. Oh, sweet. I saw that. Yeah, I just read that. Yes. Actually, I want to adjust that because I don't think that was him there. Because if you look at the timeline of this show, that was only maybe, as far as we can tell, days or weeks before this. And he wouldn't have had the armor then. But the marshal did. But we didn't see the armor. But you hear the spurs. Yeah. You hear the telltale spurs of Boba Fett walking. But who didn't have the spurs? The marshal didn't have the spurs. He only got the top half of the armor. Ah, yeah. Well, I think he had like a knee knee plate or something too. But he didn't have the whole thing. Now, what would be more interesting... What would be more interesting to, to me is that Boba Fett's just wearing the same shoes for the past however many years since he got out of the Sarlacc. He dumped the rest of his clothes, but he's still wearing those same shoes. That I find very interesting. And I'm completely I'm com- there. I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> But um, no, the whole thing is interesting that um, at the end of this episode, we did not see him leave Tatooine. So the next episode may actually have him meeting up with Boba Fett of some sort and Boba wanting to get his armor back. Awesome. Because as far as we know, they're still on Tatooine at the end of this episode. And we know that uh, Boba Fett had a, uh, a gaffy stick on his back, one of the Tusken Raiders weapons. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um 
He's also missing eyebrows. Yeah. Well, he has both of those. What's the chances that maybe he was dressed in was one of the Tuscans in that battle? We don't know what Tuscans look like underneath that armor. They may be human. So what if he was what actually one of the Tuscans there when all that happened? So he saw what happened to that armor and stuff. That's why he was standing there watching when the Mandalorian leaves. Maybe. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It, it it does prove the longevity of the astromech droids. That is for sure. <laughs> Uh, let me go back here. I could have swore I saw something with R5-D4. It may have been on something else, but I know I saw an R5-D4, something newer. Oh, here it is. Uh, what is this? Target has a Black Series R5-P8. Yeah, that's the one. I know I spotted an R5. I loved it. Yeah, it picked up right where it needed to to keep everything going, and you just drop right back into it. It was not, unlike a regular season premiere, which starts brand new, and you get brand new story going. You didn't have to do any of that. You just dropped in and just continued where you left off and kept yep. on moving. Well, that may have been Favreau in the makeup and the Guizamo talking. They replace voices all the time in Star Wars. I, I I had no part in that conversation, so I don't know what uh, I, what transpired I, with that one. I mean, I, I the only character I know that Favreau voiced in this was that heavy artillery Mandalorian. Yeah, yeah, I did. I, yeah, I never thought that guy was John Favreau. Uh, Still looked a hell of a lot like Lothal. A little bit. I've also heard rumors of um, there could have been um, Narshada. Mm-hmm. I mean. It, Definite, I mean, definite rebels era graffiti with, you know. And what are yes. we not going to be able to get? <laughs> uh, right. Well, let, let's just say all the vintage collection stuff in Black Series you want is going to be hard to get unless you got those pre-orders flowing right now. Um, I'm, I'm actually right off the top before I even go into what's in the gift guides um, because it was announced after all this stuff went to print. There is a line of holiday edition Black Series that again is spread out at like five different oh, retailers. Yeah. They mm-hmm. they basically did ugly sweater stormtroopers. Um, so mm-hmm. there's a snowtrooper, a stormtrooper, even a range trooper from Solo. Um, those are spread out, and um, you know it's gonna be a a niche audience for them. But a lot of people have already forgotten that uh, 20 plus years ago already, after Hasbro brought Star Wars back in the late 90s, they were doing holiday figures for a number of years. They started out, some of them were based on the uh, old Lucasfilm Christmas cards. And then they start when they ran out of those, they started just kind of, you know, doing weird stuff like here's just red Darth Vader. Um, these have a, have a little more thought to them and they've got some interesting accessories and stuff. So for a festive gift, those are kind of interesting and they just hit the streets this week. Um, going back to the beginning of the show, we talked a little bit about Hasbro's animatronic baby Yoda that is hot um I'm also a big fan of the e-kids um the child speaker it's a bluetooth speaker that runs about 20 bucks um I think that's a lot of fun um the folks over at uncanny brands make a mandalorian waffle maker that is really cool if you want something that is functional and um can make you some delicious breakfast or waffles anytime. Um, and yeah, I've actually, there's a big push for um, Star Wars kitchen in general for this. There's like four or five different appliances plus a whole yes. series of dishes and bakeware. So I bought I bought for myself. I bought the Pyrex set at Costco, um, and I, I bought that because they I, I went in there. They only it wasn't very expensive. It was like eighteen bucks, and they're legit Pyrex storage with the lids and stuff. But mm-hmm. at that point, they so they did. Kind Kind of like pallet shippers as Costco does, where they have the regular ones, they have a child version, and then they have a Mickey and Minnie. Well, which one do you think they only had like six of when I happen to go into Costco? I yeah. text. I yeah, no. I I, te- I texted my wife. She's my wife is just like, yep, get it. So you know, I did. Um, well, if there's already a Costco, I'm gonna have to roll by there this weekend. Yeah, I I picked them up last weekend. So and we are in different regions, and that can certainly yeah. make a difference. Um, one of the collectibles, and this is certainly a, a higher end thing. Um, that was one of my own picks for the Pop Insider Holiday Gift Guide is, um, you know, the artifact statues, the yes. Kotobukiya. Yeah. And they, um, yeah, so there's um, a Star Wars Return of the Jedi Scout Trooper that is really cool. Um, you can get them at Sideshow, Amazon, Entertainment, Earth. Um, that's kind of, you know, old school, new school. It's one of those things where you think about, like, if 
Um, some collectors just like to have one or two really cool pieces, and that's something that's kind of unique um, to have have around. And uh, I dig it. A um, lot of artwork, fine art prints are great when uh, you've got folks that are not necessarily into collecting merch per se, but uh, they want to put something cool in their house. Um, we've actually in the in the Pop Insider gift guide, which is out in print now, and then you can also find a digital version at the popinsider.com. We've got a few different versions. We've got, um, there's a, uh, a fine art print of the child from sideshow. There's uh, another company called art brand studios that has a really cool Luke and Vader piece. Um, so those are, those are kind of, you know, a couple options there. Um, I'd also go with, uh, like some of the puzzles, Buffalo games has some really cool Mandalorian puzzles that have come out recently. Um, there's a little bit of something for everyone. And of course we already, we went down the big uh, Mattel and Hasbro rabbit hole already with all the different kinds of action figures and stuff you could get. But uh, Buffalo games, newest child puzzle um, is called, this is not a toy. So you can picture what the scene is that is being displayed on that. That's from the first season where the child is going after that shifter knob and, ah. and, and Mando's telling him, you know, this isn't a toy. Um, then uh, if you like plush, there's um, the Manhattan Toy Company did a Darth Vader Lego plush, which is kind of interesting because that combines fandoms um, where you've got it's a plush toy, but it's Star Wars, but it's also Lego. Um, so that is certainly cool. Um, prop replicas are big. The uh, one of my favorites, and I've actually got it in my office here, is the Darth Revan Black Series Force Effects lightsaber. Um, that actually has it's the first saber that I personally own that has a removable blade and a kyber crystal that goes in it. Oh, wow. um, which I guess is similar to like the ones Mike that you would see like at the park at like galaxy's edge and stuff they have like the kyber crystal okay yeah so this one um you actually can can remove the crystal and then um you can have just the hilt so if you're doing like some hardcore cosplaying you just want to you know put that thing on your belt you can do so and then if you want to battle you take that out you screw in the blade and then the blade what what's fascinating with this one is that darth revan as a character is a, is a Sith Lord that becomes a Jedi. So it's to the reverse path of what you would usually think of. So the blade can actually change from red to purple. Um, mm. And then there's also a function on there where um, <clears throat> it's supposed to emulate a lightsaber going through a door. Think like Phantom Menace and, you know, melting, melting right. the door when Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan are doing that. Looks a little rainbowy, um, but it's still really cool. <laughs> So, um, yeah, so I, I actually really dig that lightsaber and they've come a long way in terms of like um, accessorizing it. Like the, the hilt comes with a really cool looking metal stand so you can put it in your office and it's not like cumbersome. Like some of the older ones, it's like you get it and it's like, well, this is cool, but where do I put it? You know, um, so that that is totally cool. Um, and then on like the video game front. Um, Star Wars Squadrons is out. Um, I have not personally been able to get to that one and play it yet, but um, certainly on my list, on my personal mm -hmm. list, you know, I... Um I did the I did the last one I did uh, Jedi Fallen Order and before that I played Battlefront 2 so um I I hope to play Squadrons very soon um but yeah so there is a, a lot of different stuff um calendars uh Trends International always does the the Star Wars calendars and they did like Empire Strikes Back 40th anniversary this year which already coming to an end but you can kind of carry that into 2021 and um do some cool stuff there. So, uh, so that's kind of like, um, the Cliff's Notes version of some of what we've got in the Pop Insider Guide. And then for the kids in the um, the Toy Insider Holiday Gift Guide, we've got the crossover with that Mattel version of the child and the Hasbro animatronic version of the child. Um, both made the list this year. And, um, you know, some of the, the puzzles and games, too. One of the things I, I mentioned, Buffalo Games Puzzles, they actually have a really fun child game where you're flicking frogs in the child's mouth. Oh, yeah. Um, 
So I, I oh, that's played... a, there was another kid when I was when we were kids. There was a game that was like some of that. It was um, I think flies and an actual frog or something like that. Yes, yes. Um, so I played the prototype version of that at um, Toy Fair New York, and then I finally got to see the uh, the the new like production version, and uh, it it's pretty entertaining. The uh, I think right now they might still only be available at Amazon. Um, it's uh, I'm actually double checking it as we speak here. Um, yeah, it's the Mandalorian snack time game. It is an Amazon exclusive. Um, actually, it looks like by the time this runs, um, the exclusivity window might actually be over. It looks like uh, some other retailers are about to pick that up. So, yeah, that's a cool one for like the younger members of the family, which for some reason on Star Wars toys always seem to get left out lately. I don't know why. It's like these old dudes just mm. buy everything up. Mm. No, 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 no. They mortgage their house because they know they'll get the money back. Plus, I do think it's. Uh, I, I do think we have to. We have to mention the Squishmallows version of the child too. Um, there. So when that came out, it was a Walgreens ex- exclusive, the ten-inch version. They sold through those things so quickly. They. I, I heard a rumor they were like pulling from store stock to fill online orders. I don't know if that is true, but that was like one of the rumblings. Um, and then now Costco has a gigantic version. And there have been people camped out at Costco waiting for like the pallets of the Squishmallows in the morning to get these things, because there you have another example of a crossover fandom where it's Star Wars. It's the child. It's the Mandalorian. But then Squishmallows has its own fandom, which is just exploding. Um, So uh, they've sold like 55 million Squishmallows worldwide since 2017. That's that's like an obscene number. Um, But people there's people. That, that actually replace all the pillows in their house with squishmallows. So they use them on their bed and then they, you know, the throw pillows on the couch. Well, we do squishmallows now. Um, okay. So, yeah. That, that reminds me. Um, I actually, a couple weeks ago, we went up to Costco. I got, it was the only one they had. I got the large um, child plush that was the Costco exclusive that came with the dish and the um, frog and all that stuff. I actually got one of those and it was the only one in the whole store left. <laughs> that was the Mattel one, right? Yeah. So, again, the the different region type of thing. So I'm in Illinois. When I went to Costco last, whatever, Saturday or Sunday, they probably had 200 of those at my Costco. Wow. Um, And I took a picture of it because it was – I don't go to Costco very often. That's kind of like the however long it takes for the toilet paper and paper towels to run out store. Yeah. You know, so um, they uh, they had a ton, but that, that's one of the things where a, a lot of times it comes down to patience and, you know, you find something cool at this store that you're not going to find at the other one. Uh, so definitely worth checking. I say every year with the holidays because I work with the toys all the time shop early and this year as a whole because we are in just whatever the hell this is it is a you know it is a weird year as far as health concerns and social issues and who knows what's happening you know but by the time this airs with uh the way people are in our country and treating each other um shop early you don't want to be out in a massive crowd of people the stampede mentality of black friday is being frowned upon and retailers are definitely uh taking measures to try to steer people away from that this year um where like the sales and the the special promotions and stuff are are really stretched out and like um Walmart specifically, instead of doing one Black Friday, they're doing three Black Friday events and um, Sam's Club instead of doing they, they used to do a, um, a a one day event that was earlier in the month. And I think they stretched it out to like nine days um, of savings and then Target is following suit. Um, a lot of the promotions already started in October. So um, main thing, you know, have fun with it. If you know your kids want something or you want something for yourself, if you have the means, um, definitely get it early. Um, on the flip side, there's always this weird stuff, too, where like something might seem like it's going to sell out right now. And then two weeks after Christmas, you find it for 70 percent off. It's a little bit of a gamble. Um, yeah. And I think we will start seeing that with the child. Certain items are still going to be crazy, like the Squishmallows thing. You know, if you see it today, it's gone tomorrow. Some of this other stuff where it treads into being really similar product from different 
different manufacturers is where um you know it, it's going to be it's going to be a dice roll to see like uh which one which one do people go for okay <clears throat> Yeah, that 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 makes a lot of sense. My guess would probably be uh, most people might go for the cheapest one, or the one their kids absolutely positively have to have. Um, mm-hmm. What is different this this year, and and this applies to things well beyond Star Wars fandom. Um, there are even though the toy industry is having a huge year. It's been up. I, you know, the last time I was on, I think we talked about the first six months of the year. Well, now we have the numbers for the first nine months and the u.s toy industry was up 19.1 percent in the first nine months of this year so even with covid and everything parents are buying a lot of toys what they're buying though is a little bit different and the difference there is that mom and dad don't necessarily have the kids with them when they're shopping all the time anymore so Some of that with like the kids seeing something at eye level and really gravitating towards it and, you know, pulling their parents over and saying, hey, look at this. Um, that's a little bit gone right now. So um, I, I think we might be in a year where things like the Toy Insider gift guide where kids can thumb through it. Um, we put that out with with Parents Magazine and Parents Magazine has millions of subscribers and they received that in the mail and it was on stands. But you know, it's the old school thing where the kids can go through and, and circle things that they like. And uh, a lot of the retailers are doing that, too. I, I got a I got a book from Amazon. Um, I saw Target. I saw Meyer by me put one out. Um, I would expect there's probably going to be a Walmart one. And then um, I actually got uh, some of the independent toy sellers, which I, I mentioned um, whenever I can, because there's still thousands of independent toy stores around the country. Um I don't think I have it here on my desk, but um, I know I received at least one from a local local outfit. So that's cool to see, too. Um, So we've returned to the days of the old Sears catalog. (laughs) Yes. So the funny side note to that is you remember what the Sears catalog was called, right? It's called the Wish Book. It's called the Sears Wish Book. Uh, I have right right, here, and of course, no one can see this except for you guys. The Amazon one is called the Amazon Wish Book this year um, <laughs> now nice. now on the flip side this, this is where i'm gonna i'm gonna take a shot at our at our friends from amazon um last year they called it the amazon toy book and i do know there's a certain company that owns the u.s trademark on the phrase toy book ah. i happen to be employed by um so last year last year amazon called it the toy book the real toy book yes the real toy book most certainly is but the, uh, yeah so <laughs> so last year amazon called there's a toy book this year they're calling it a wish book um bottom line anything that can get into a kid's hands and a parent's hands and show them what's coming out and uh kind of put that put that magic back in in uh, houses i think is a good thing um because i mean i i poured over those sears catalogs and and it oh, was yeah. Sears, Sears was the um, was the benchmark that everyone went after. But Montgomery Ward's had an awesome catalog and J.C. Penney's had an awesome mm-hmm. catalog and they all had cool Star Wars toys back then. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. One of my one of my favorite toys from when I was a kid was that was the uh, Creature Cantina, Star Wars Creature Cantina. It was a Sears oh, exclusive. Yeah. It was like five figures in a cardboard box with a paper playset. Um, of most Eisley. And, uh, you know, now I think about this years later, and even though, I mean, we're not a retailer, but like the Toy Insider gift guide, and Mike, I know you have a copy of this, but like, you know, if there's a kid flipping through here and they're like, oh, oh, the child here, and they circle this and show this to their parents, I'm like, that that's, we did our job there, you know, put that on the kid's radar and gave them something to wish for. Um, so it's definitely interesting. The new old school is the new school or the new school is the old school right now from Star Wars in general. If we're talking for kids, my money is on those Mattel, um, plush, um, the walks around behind you. Um, I, I'm more thinking the one that doesn't right now, because I don't know what the availability of the, of the walking one, the real moves one is going to be because it's not actually out yet. It's on pre-order at shop Disney and Disney parks. So, so that will be a little bit harder to come by, but that, but that basic one or the version you saw at the Costco that comes with the little accessories 
um, I think is going to be really hot just because I see how my own kids and their friends interact with that particular toy. And, you know, it's pretty charming. Um, but for um, for adults, I think it's I think it's the Black Series and the Vintage Collection, hands down, um, not counting like the, uh, you know, the kind of specialty collectibles and stuff. But if we're if we're talking if we're talking mass retail, it, it's going to be it's going to be those. And it, it's such a bizarre thing, because even though it seems like it seems like stuff's hard to get or seems like it's in limited quantity, Hasbro selling a lot of these at all of the different stores that this stuff goes out to. Um, so yeah, that, that's, that's the thing. And, you know, um, it's so vastly different everywhere you go. The regions are different. Individual stores are different. Um, you know, my cousin was just talking about not being able to find vintage collection, but at the same time, you know, we were talking about Ollie's here earlier and you find these figures at Ollie's or five below for three bucks and you know you didn't see them on the pegs it really is confusing how that can all work out um but then it's on the flip side these digital retailers like the entertainment earth and the big bad toy store and dork side and megalopolis um right down the list these guys get pallets and pallets and pallets and pallets of this stuff um and they're moving it um so you're not seeing it on retail shelves but it's out there um So, uh, you know, it's a it's a lot of figures, but uh, I would I would love some and we're never going to get this. I would love to see some legit numbers of like the actual quantities produced on this stuff, but that will never, ever be revealed. Yeah. Oh, 100 percent. 100 percent. And not just the collectors, you end up with retail envy as well, Um, because one of the one of the reasons we see all of these exclusives um, is because it's the retailers that are pushing for it. It's not that um, any of the toy makers specifically are like, I'm going to make this one item that's hard to find and place it at a different retailer. A lot of the time it is the retailers that are dictating the exclusives. So they go to the toy makers and they say, I want this. Um, Sometimes it's as simple as the 11 inch child at Costco. They took the exact same toy. They gave it three accessories and put it in a box and they call it an exclusive. Kohl's does that a lot with their stuff too. And not just collectible stuff. It'll be something like a play kitchen for kids. And it might be the exact same play kitchen that you buy at Walmart, but the one at Kohl's comes with like 10 pieces of fake food and it has a different UPC on the box. These retailers ask for that stuff for a variety of different reasons. Some of it's the foot traffic. So if Target has one exclusive Star Wars figure, they figure on your way in and out, you're going to buy that $20 figure, but you're going to buy something else on the way out, you know, um, mm-hmm. something else you need for your house. You probably are. Um, so they're right. And um, and other times, too, there's actually um, uh, not so much in the collectible space, but in the in the exclusives for kids. Um Sometimes it has to do with returns, actually, because if they can put a different barcode on it, like post Christmas, somebody shows up at Target and they've got the one in the Kohl's box. They, they, they're not accepting somebody else's return. There's, there's like, you know, a, a whole different side to the business there with that, which is kind of interesting. But, uh, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of it comes down to just getting traffic in the stores, getting traffic on their website. Same thing, too. We, we all know the problems these these companies have with uh, maintaining their sites and the scalpers and the bots and stuff but there's a good chance that if you're on their website buying something you're going to see a related item and add it to your cart um and that that happens so um they all drive sales in different ways and uh, it's it's not necessarily always just to serve old dudes that want to collect cool stuff yeah yeah i i have not seen that one i have not seen the six inch version either yeah uh, i want the six inch one but i've not seen any of the galaxy's edge six inches at target hmm. interesting well, that's something Hasbro's been doing since the beginning of time was um, if they have a whole bunch of something, they'll just repack it into a new package and it's all the exact same stuff. <laughs> Certainly more people are going to find them at Target than the parks as far as like, you know, folks that aren't traveling to Disney and stuff at the at the Target. Yes, absolutely. Uh, you want to go to the Pop Insider early and often uh, for all of your pop culture and geek news on uh, collectibles and toys and fashion accessories and movies. Um, If you want to learn about the toy industry uh, itself, toybook.com, which is where I spend most of my time working. 
And then uh, if you're a, a mom or a dad or a grandparent or you have small children in your life that you're uh, buying toys for, you're going to want to check out thetoyinsider.com. That is our consumer guide. And um, that really, especially this time of year, the Toy Insider is um, sort of the big focus of our business for the holidays because we do have our, our it's this year, it's our 15th annual holiday gift guide from the Toy Insider. It, it went out with the November issue of Parents Magazine. Um, it was on stands and uh, in subscriber mailboxes. We we test thousands of toys every year, and in print, we featured 160 toys from about 110 manufacturers, and online, we extended that for the website version to slightly more than 300 toys. So personal wow. opinion, this holiday season has the strongest lineup of toys and games in the last three to five years, just in general, and I'm talking you know, stuff for the kids. There's just a lot of goodness out there there's things for every interest and um it's just kind of odd that it that it hit on a on a weird year um but we we knew we knew when we walked out of toy fair in new york in february that this holiday season was going to be special because we were seeing so much good stuff you know sometimes you go to these trade shows and people cart out their stuff for you and you're looking at it and you're just kind of like Whatever. You know, I mean, people will give you the pitch and be all happy and you're just like clearance, you know, um, this year we just saw so much good stuff. So so that's exciting. And then for the pop insider, this is actually the second year that we've done a gift guide. But um it's the first year that it's been in its own format um, and sent out to subscribers. Um, last year, it was uh, it was a much smaller affair, and it was it was actually bundled with an issue of the magazine. This year, it became its own thing. So uh, that I expect to be be continued uh, next year because the. Uh, my name is Quoth. I tread paths by moonlight that others fear to speak of during the day. I've talked to gods, loved women, and written songs that make the minstrels weep. You may have heard of me. Join Mandy and her friends as they explore Patrick Rothfuss's best-selling fantasy series, The Kingkiller Chronicle. You can find us at castrequest.com or on the ESO Network. This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping for the Tee Public Store, which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek. This has been a Weeby Geeks production. My name is Quoth. I tread paths by moonlight that others fear to speak of during the day. I've talked to gods, loved women, and written songs that make the minstrels weep. You may have heard of me. Join Mandy and her friends as they explore Patrick Rothfuss's best-selling fantasy series, The Kingkiller Chronicle. You can find us at castrequest.com or on the ESO Network.